Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. And welcome to the Kachat, the only podcast brave enough to ask the question, hey, what's up with cars? This week we will be discussing some crazy shenanigans. I'm John Bishop. <laughs> I'm Lucas Southworth. Do you think we should add this week we will be discussing some crazy shenanigans just to the, uh, you know, tagline or motto or what would you call that? What What, what is that? Uh, stinger. Hey, what's up with cars? Stinger? Mm-hmm. Sure. Why not? Sure. Do you think? All but right. do you think we should add it? Uh, only for the cars on the road episodes. We do usually discuss some crazy shenanigans, though. It's not inaccurate. Yeah, but this time it's special because they're ghosts, and it's cars on the road. Yes, but mostly because there's some there's some ghosts and demons in this one. Yeah, and <laughs> it made me realize something real big. Ooh, I'm excited. If you haven't gathered by now and just from the general episode structure recently, we are in fact discussing episode two of Cars on the Road entitled Lights Out. As always, we do recommend you just watch these real quick before listening to us. They're Mm -hmm. like 10 minutes long, but you don't have to. You don't have to. I mean, you could call it homework if you wanted, but you don't have to work. Yeah. John, what happened in this week's episode? Well, not this week's episode, I guess, but sure. This week's episode of Cars on the Road. We discovered the secret behind Mater's power. All right. Well, that's exciting. I'm excited to discover it again when you say it later. Because mm-hmm. we got to save that. You can't give that to him up front, you know? Uh, of course. Absolutely. We've got him hooked now. We can talk about whatever we want. Like the fact that hey, Mater can sense rain with his joints. Mm-hmm. You know, like an old person. That yeah. thing that they say that is almost certainly, uh, like, it's got something, but it's almost certainly just like an atmospheric pressure sensing. Yeah, I always assumed it was like uh, the different atmospheric pressure mm-hmm. caused their joints to, like, flame up a little bit, mm-hmm. was how I always understood that, but... Does that make sense with car joints? More so. Okay. Uh, because they're metal. Hmm. And, and they metal. react to like water and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, they react. Yeah, yeah. And plus, he's extremely rusty. Yeah, he does specifically say his rusty joints can sense rain. Not so. Maybe he's got some non-rusty joints in there that can't sense rain. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Because if. No, that no, that doesn't make any sense. Um, so Lucas, there are there are ghosts in this one. Yeah, we've had and folks, we know we've had ghosts before, but not like a bunch of them. 
and not mm-hmm. mean scary ghosts. Yep. Uh, so it's still a pretty big deal that they when they go to the hotel uh, and do like a whole homage to The Shining, mostly. Uh, there are a bunch of ghosts messing with Lightning McQueen. I don't. Yep. I don't think we have to tell you that. I think you all understand, but mm-hmm. I think it's important that we uh, reiterate it. You know. Yeah. So, quick rundown of the episode, and it's yeah. a storyline. Lightning doesn't think it's going to rain, despite the fact that God King Mater declares it so. Yeah. So it rains, and then they get stuck out in the rain, and have to find shelter. They find shelter in an extremely haunted hotel. Hijinks ensue. Yeah, Mater is scared at first, and Lightning isn't, but then they go to sleep, uh, which we're going to d- discuss their sleeping arrangements, because mm-hmm. uh, they bother me deeply. There uh, is no bed. But there is a headboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, and then once they, they're asleep, Lightning is afraid, and he very much should be, because he's harassed by ghosts and a demon, maybe, yeah. all night. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say definitely another form of the speed demon for for two reasons. Uh, one of which is it does have a cowl, which is yeah. meant to represent the Grim Reaper's robes. And? Uh, the other one is that there is a portrait of a, an older model of a speed demon. Yeah, yeah. The, the, there are several like statues of cars with wings. Is that what you're talking about? Mm -hmm. Except like one of them is clearly it's the same style and everything. It's just an older model of vehicle. That's fair. Now I did do a little research about the demon thing. Do you want Mm -hmm. me to go ahead and drop my knowledge on you? Absolutely. Cool. This time we are going, we are doing, it's time for the segment that I do my segment that I do sometimes. And this is it of the week. John, you, get, you know that I have to say of the week first. Of the week. Give me your segment of the week. Give okay. it to me. Yeah, okay. Your segment. I All need right. it. Give it's me that wiki. segment. It's the wiki quote. It's where I go on the Cars wiki. And this week is no different. So we are going over to pixarcars.fandom.com slash wiki slash wraithrod. Oh, boy. <laughs> so... Yes. Uh, an important clarification for those of you who do not have as much uh, specific experience with uh, mythology and terminology. A wraith is a creature that feeds off of your essence. Yeah. Typically. Typically. Uh, and I still have it. I was my reading of it before I did any research was that that was the devil. Mm-hmm. That was just the car's devil. Uh, but uh, we don't know too much more about it. I think we just know its name because it's credited in the credits as Wraith Rod. Mm. Uh, and it, on IMDb, it's the Wraith Rod. Uh, but all the wiki quote, the wiki article says is, the Wraith Rod is a ghost-like cre- uh, character that chases McQueen down Destiny Hotel's hallways. And of course, if we go down to trivia, something I'm sure we'll talk about, uh, the only entry is his design is very similar to Mater. Yeah. Which I would agree with. Uh, we both thought this was just Mater when well, we saw this character in the it's trailer. Too close. Yeah. You're getting you're getting too close to my reveal. 
No, I know. I feel like, yeah, the... <laughs> I can get away from it, but like, I feel like I'm teetering on it. <laughs> yeah. We can, we can come back to it. As we said, we want to hook them. You don't mm-hmm. get John's reveal yet. Yep. So let's go back in my notes. I did take notes once again. John, we got to talk about the headboards. Yeah. So we've discussed beds. Yeah. And, and their, the lack thereof. Yeah. And now we know, like, certainly that uh, they're straight up. Okay, so cars Mm -hmm. they have a lot of societal things that are just like our things and something about this screams they just go through the motions sometimes yeah and that is so true due to there is a headboard with no bed and it's just this is where you sleep yeah because this is where you would sleep if you were a person uh because there would be a bed here but since you're a car you don't need a bed so here is a headboard. Let, let me, before we get too much into it, non-podcaster Lucas thinks it's actually a pretty good visual gag mm-hmm. to have the headboards and them just sleep in front of them. But podcaster Lucas is very mad because I we've seen Lightning sleep a couple of times. He sleeps on Mac, just wherever. Uh, he goes into the cozy cone. There's no headboard in that that I remember. He just goes in, goes to sleep. So that's one thing they've said about how and where cars sleep. Mm-hmm. Another thing, we did a whole episode on a fellow named Leroy Traffic, who is a van with a mattress strapped to his head. Mm-hmm. So mattresses exist. No, a mattress exists. A, at least one mattress exists. Thank you, John. An excellent clarification. Uh, so the idea of a mattress exists but for all we know maybe only one person has one (laughs) yeah maybe that's why he looks so maybe that's why our good buddy leroy looks so run down like he's got a flat tire he is but he's still rolling on it pretty hard he passes mac who is falling asleep with his flat tire maybe he's being hunted for it Mm -hmm. Uh, but we can't go down that too far (laughs) Of course, he's being hunted for it. He's the only person who understands that sleeping in comfort is an option. Which, like, I was fine with this being... I think one of our conclusions was, ah, it's a weird hat. (laughs) Why not? Yeah. Sure. Because we had never seen any other part of a bed. But now we've seen a a headboard. And Mm -hmm. it just drives me insane. And I know that there are ghosts and demons in this episode, and we're going to talk about that. I just needed to talk about that first. That's one weird side effect of this podcast and being the hosts of it is that we talk about cars so much that at this point, the things that really get to us are the things that are the most mundane. Yeah, because we've based on just the structure of this podcast we talk about the big ideas a lot. Like Mm -hmm. we do episodes on the big ideas. We've done episodes about ghosts and the afterlife. We've seen a ghost Mm -hmm. and we did a full episode about that. So like when I see the ghost, I'm like, that's pretty wild, but like, eh, whatever. (laughs) I knew about this, but the headboards is new information. Yeah. uh, It's, it's rough because we've, 
we have to mentally grapple with the fact that we believe in a God King Mater yes. in this universe. Yes, we do. And then there's just beds are a concept, but also they're not, but they are, <laughs> but seemingly only for the purposes of them being a concept, not yeah. functional. It's just, hey, here's a mark denoting where bed would be. And again, the explanation is the same explanation it is every time. What exists is what may, what they want to exist at the time and what is funny or what drives the pl- plot around. Mm-hmm. But that's not this podcast. So, Oftentimes, there will be continuity. And other times, there just won't be. And we have to accept that. <laughs> yeah. Another thing before we get into explicit ghosts stuff, I think it confirms the existence of hearts this episode, or at least heavily implies. Uh, because when they go into the room, when it's still Mater who's scared and not Lightning, there's a little nod to like the tell the Telltale Heart short story, mm-hmm. because there is like a little uh, trap door and it zooms in on it, and there is just a heart beating sound. Mm. So like, that's some. Not explicit, but like pretty like two thumbs up evidence for Squishy Bit. And there's some later in the series, there's some even more explicit Squishy Bit thumbs up mm-hmm. uh, when we go to the movie lot. But even now, that's like, yeah, hearts are a thing. Why not? Yep. Like they recognize that that is a sign of fear. So pretty cool that they did that. And then there are ghosts, so I guess we should talk about the ghosts, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, okay, I, so I just cars? want to give us a little credit. Mm-hmm. Last week, it took us about half an hour to get to the dinosaurs from the dinosaur episode. This time, I would say maybe 12 minutes to the ghosts in the ghost episode. So by the time we get to Mad Max, we may talk about it first. Yeah. That may be what we start the episode with. Probably not, but yeah. Yeah, I, I sincerely doubt it. <laughs> Okay, so there are ghosts, there are specters, they're spooky, and they scare us. But they're not mean? But there's there's some, like, playfulness to it? Like, they're scaring him. Yeah. But also, they didn't hurt him in any way. And they didn't even, like, actually threaten him. Uh, Really, it was just playing off of his expectations a bit. And like the chase was because, haha, I'm chasing you. It wasn't, I'm gonna kill you. I would. There's say some th- implication with the whole him looking like a grim reaper. Yeah, like the wraith rod is the one I would push back on. Like the wraith rod seemed to be threatening lightning, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe that was just lightning thinking he was, and maybe he was just you know messing with them, but like. That one seemed the most explicit of all of them. Like uh, the rest, all kind of agree with. They're just kind of mischievous. Like yep. even even the, the dancing twin... was just like, oh, let's dance, and it yeah. was genuinely they danced, and they're like, hey, don't leave. We can keep dancing. Yeah, the dancing scene where they go into the ballroom and just sort of spin lightning around. They don't like ask him if it's okay, and they like throw him around a room a little bit. But like, it seems like they're just like, ah. A new person, let's dance. They mm-hmm. don't even necessarily seem to understand that he's not a ghost. Yeah, and here's here's an unfortunate thing that's just true about our society. 
he is a handsome young athlete or a handsome athlete. That's how people would treat him in that sort of situation. Yeah, kind of. Uh, and even the, the the twins, one of the most like explicit Shining references, who are also named Lisa and Louise, which are the name of the twins from The Shining, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, like the, the famous line of the twins from The Shining is, come play with us, Danny. Come play with us forever. But the twins in this one just say, come race with us, Lightning. And yep. they don't even do the threatening forever bit, mm-hmm. nor does it flash to their grisly murdered bodies like in The Shining, although they do. I'm going to disagree with up. that. Yeah, yeah you I, do okay. see their bodies decay before your eyes. That's fair. Yeah, you're right about that, actually. <laughs> OK, so, um, yeah, the scary thing about them is that they are ghosts and that you do see their bodies implode, <laughs> which, uh, which sure. Which maybe they don't have any control over. Yeah, their eyes do turn red. Which, again, they maybe might they not have control over. They just become neon lights for some reason. That's true, but that it seemed like they were trying to freak lightning out <laughs> intentionally, yeah, yeah. but it, it's possible they weren't. But even again, I would suggest that perhaps, as is the theme of the entire episode, it's just maybe like a rapscallion nature of the dead. Yeah. Is that, haha, let's play with him. And it's not a threatening thing. It's just, oh, he's spooked. And instead of being upset that everyone's afraid of me, I'm just going to play with it. Great. So, ghosts, real thing. And if you want to argue, oh, well, it, was, it was actually a dream. Uh, no, they make it clear. They give us significant yeah. amount of, yeah, this is for sure by having it not, he, he doesn't fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, time skip yes but uh, he doesn't jolt awake either at the end of the sequence Mm -hmm. the person who seems to wake up is in fact mater so maybe you're saying it's his dream but then as they're leaving uh they leave the building both of them awake yeah and then the two people at the front desk ask the ghost are you messing with the guests again and then a ghost just appears and like (laughs) it's true he is. It's Randy again. That's his name. If you're, if you didn't catch it, uh, I don't know why, but I was thinking it was Alan. No, it's Randy. He is, and you see under his portrait that he is the founder of Destiny Hotel or Motel mm. or whatever it is. Uh, which, I mean, he's dead, so it yeah. makes a certain amount of sense. But he does seem to be tanking his own business a little bit. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, which, if you want some good motivation. Once his business no longer exists, he's no longer tethered to this world. Yeah, I was going to ask about the nature of the ghosts because we see at least four of them come into come out of paintings. Mm -hmm. So do you think those are like their tethers to the mortal realm kind of? Is that where they live or unlive uh, when they're not, you know, messing with famous race cars? Likely. Uh, So with ghosts and whatnot, there are many theories behind it. One of it is just it's the leftover spiritual energy. One of it is like it's a hellmouth, a ley line where ghosts are able to peek through. And uh, of course, there is unfinished business. Uh, I think that perhaps this is a hellmouth or ley line situation because... Sure, the founder, 
but are we implying that every one of those ghosts died at this hotel? I mean, not necessarily, but the fact that there are portraits of each of them there suggests that they are connected to the hotel, at least. And oftentimes when you see portraits of a person in a hotel, uh, it's because they were a founder or something, or because they are a famous person, similar to restaurants, who has been at that hotel. Sure. So I'm thinking that there was a connection spiritually because they had been to the hotel and what the founder or someone else has done is they make portraits to summon people Mm. to this location. Okay. Because otherwise you have to assume that all those people died there and that this business just kept operating. And also that the unfinished business seems to, for a lot of them, be dancing uh, for one of them to be messing with the guests. Uh, for one of them, it's to chase down race cars, maybe? Yeah, I think we need to separate Wraith Rod from the ghosts. Because mm-hmm. the ghosts, I would I would say, like, everybody, every scary being we see besides the Wraith Rod, we could lump into, yeah, the ghost cars. Wraith mm-hmm. Rod's a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah. We gotta dive into, I feel fairly deeply at some point. Mm-hmm. But I, I'll agree, all the ghost cars are just like, yeah, dance around, play around with this guy, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I like your idea about the paintings being used to summon the ghosts a lot. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think it ties in with the end where the like normal living employees of the hotel are just kind of cool with Randy. Mm-hmm. They're just like, ah. Oh, Randy, come on, buddy. You can't mess with the guests. They're not like, please, ghosts that haunt this place. You, you, you're going to drive us out of business, not to question your omnipotence of after death. It's like, come on, buddy. I brought you here, potentially. You got to behave. Come on, man. We all, we all got to, well, you don't got to eat, but... Come on, we gotta eat. I imagine they're probably like, listen, as a person who works the front desk of desk of a hotel, I get the urge to deeply mess with the guests. And when I die it. and I'm stuck here forever, <laughs> I'm probably going to. I acknowledge that. But like, could you a little less? Yeah, like just in in everything moderation, you know, mm-hmm. Randy, that's all we're saying. I don't have a way to connect this, but I did want to bring up that in Luigi's Mansion, when you catch the ghosts, you do put them into paintings. That doesn't yes. have a larger point. Uh, also, you can, in the first one, I haven't played the other two, uh, you can go into a painting to try and save your brother. That's true, but that, that's a, a common thread throughout a lot of Mario games. Like, that's the level traversal system, and Mario 64 is a bunch of paintings on the Mm -hmm. wall, so. So something about paintings being a realm to another world, major theme. All right. That was our podcast within a podcast. I haven't done this bit in a while. Let's see if I still got it. I never really did. Uh, Super Mario Bros, but the bros are me and John. We're, We're bros. We're buddies. That's the whole name of the podcast, even this part. So yeah, I'd say I still got it. All right, yeah, that's a perfect name. Thank you, I appreciate it. Okay, how do we 
go about discussing the big the big secret i feel like i feel like we can go through a lot of the smaller because i still have a few like random notes here and there see where those lead us and then once we've exhausted those just get real conceptual on it you know okay okay that work for you yeah let's go with uh your third note uh i'm bouncing around so you you don't you don't get to tell me what to do uh but have you seen the shining john i have not but i imagine you just culturally knew a lot of the references anyway yeah it's okay so i've had this conversation with a friend recently uh talking about eidetic memories and whatnot i do not have an eidetic memory wish i did but i don't but i do have a weirdly good memory yeah and uh through osmosis i've seen quite a bit of that movie without ever having watched it yeah it's a very good movie like it's a classic for a reason uh and one of the only horror movies i've a seen and b liked uh Mm. not saying horror is bad just i am a wimp is what i'm saying uh but all that to say race car being written on the wall just a very heady joke for a children's show but here's the thing my favorite of all of them (laughs) it's it's great but also the problem is it's better because the whole thing is it's a palindrome and the word murder isn't yeah but at least uh red rum is something like uh but (laughs) yeah just race car and then race car backwards is still race car and lightning's like what what, what, what am I supposed to glean from this was definitely my favorite moment of the episode. And I wanted yeah. to call that out and give it two thumbs up. Uh, I don't know why, but like you've mentioned it before, uh, the humor of that scene, it's, it just hits different. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah. Just the confusion of lightning really got me. Like, I don't, is this referencing something? Yes, but he didn't know. And it really, it really gets me because like the whole thing is he's not scared really at that point. Yeah. And there's no like other than this is supernatural reason for him to be scared. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he even is like, like he gets less scared at that part because he is confused. Like he, I think lightning as a character in this recognizes this is supposed to freak me out but I don't know why or how. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, I guess I'll, I'll just keep driving. <laughs> and there's something to that of, okay. So one of the things that's so scary about certain movies and things is like the things you don't know, the things that you're imagining. And that works so well because in your mind, you can think of the scarier thing, but there's something about it being confusing that really takes away from that. Because with horror, you typically know you're supposed to be afraid, and it makes it easier for you to be afraid. But if you have no idea what's going on, a horror situation can just seem funny. And like the reverse is also so true. Because I saw something recently where someone just walks out of like walks from behind a corner or something, and they're wearing a microwave on their head, and like they have to open it to show their face. And the guy he walks up to is terrified because that seems terrifying but me watching it it's just like oh what that's that's hilarious 
Yeah, I think the distinction, because I think you're right, like the unknown also can be very freaky. Mm -hmm. uh, but the distinction here is it is not confusing to Lightning that this is supposed to scare him. It feels like someone trying to scare him, but he he doesn't know how or why is, I think, mm. what really takes the power away. But just maybe my favorite moment in the series uh, I kind of doubt it, but maybe. Uh, and then g just going through the shining references, the elevator of antifreeze. <laughs> that one, I'm going to say that's my favorite joke of all of it. <laughs> it's just, that's a lot of antifreeze. Yeah. Uh, another, uh, it's a very similar moment of lightning being like, oh, this isn't scary, I guess, <laughs> but it's, it's wasteful. And the whole point of both of those jokes is that it's much scarier in a human context because yes. in the human context, uh, spoiler alert, it was blood. Yeah. And that's disgusting and would represent so much death. But for this, it's antifreeze, which I mean, if you consume antifreeze will kill you. But if you're a car, maybe not. <laughs> uh, two actual things I noticed about that. One, when lightning drives away, it's clear it's, that the antifreeze is actually moving in slow motion. In like almost different... as if it's uh, frozen in time, but fighting it. Yeah, and I don't think we can glean too much from that, given all the supernatural stuff that happens, but it's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, and th this one is so minor, but you know how he pushes the button and the sign at the top flicks through a lot of things and then lands on antifreeze? Yeah. I paused it a few times to see what some of the others were. None were that interesting, although one was oil, so oil could have come out as well. Uh, but also, there were just places the elevator could go, and one was parking, which doesn't make sense for a hotel for cars to have, because the cars, importantly, are inside the hotel. So where did, where would that one have gone? Now, here's where I have to disagree. I sure. think that makes more sense, and I think he was already on parking. Mm, that's what they call the rooms? Yeah. That's like yeah. the, the, the room level? Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. I think I the levels really with like the that. rooms are parking. <laughs> I, I really like that, and that could have been purposeful. So I, I will give the people, the Pixar, a potential thumbs up for that one. All right, all right. Then... Last shining one before we can go on to some other stuff. Uh, just going back to the twins. One, I feel like it was a missed opportunity to have them not have them be me and Tia. Yep, 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 yep. But also, I do think this separates that from, okay, we know this is real. Yeah, that's fair. I and think we that's can't actually really let fair. me and Tia be dead. <laughs> but man, I would... I would really love it if they just killed me and Tia for that one joke. And then just in five, three or four years when it's Mater's Tall Tales 2, they're just canonically ghosts the whole time. Yeah, yeah. They're just... Oh, boy. That would be something. Okay. So, what... What, uh... What's the point? Of this episode? No, what's the point of the ghosts? 
They don't do a lot. They don't. Especially those first three that he just passes and they come out of the painting and follow him for a second. Mm-hmm. They just disappear and they might be in the ballroom scene, but like I don't, I didn't notice them if they were. Like yep. So yeah, I I kind of got that vibe too. I don't I don't really know. Again, the wraith rod did a lot of the work here, and he uh, seems to have a point or a function. And Lisa and Louise, the twins, sure. A little bit. They they want lightning to play with them, and they seem to want to scare lightning. Mm-hmm. The rest of them, yeah, they're just kind of wandering around a hotel and dancing. Yeah, which, great afterlife. Yeah, seems like it. But, like, at least the Wraith Rod, uh, he clearly has a purpose, and that purpose is to feast off of the fear of Lightning McQueen. Yeah. Now... What word did I just use? What does what does he do with his fear? Feed. Yep. He feed he feeds off of it. And what's something to note about feeding off of things and these cars in particular and a certain other car that we followed who has so much power. Who is just asleep in a random room mm-hmm. while all this is happening. I feel like you may be trying to get me to Vampire Mater. It's, is that? It is, of course, segmented teeth. Seg- no, well, yeah, I was going to bring that up. That's something we have discussed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and posit the source of Mater's ultimate power. If it is segmented teeth, we have posited that before. Yes. Okay. But what what do we see in this? We see a bunch of dead creatures. We see a bunch of dead creatures with segmented teeth. Yeah. Mater's dead. Yeah, this is kind of what I suspected we would get to. Mater is dead. Yeah. And he feasts off of decay. His own decay? Just general decay. Where does he live? Radiator Springs, a town that... You know, where does he sleep at night? Uh, okay, yeah, uh, junkyard, bunch he, of rusty cars. He sleeps pieces. and lives in a junkyard. That's his home. Who is his favorite customer? Who are his favorite customers? The lemons, the cars that are just in a perpetual state of half death. See, I would argue he doesn't feed off of decay. I would swap it around to say him feeding on things causes them to decay. He feeds on maybe their life forces and then they become decayed. But I think yours works too. Just that's the vibe I'm getting. If he feeds off of things and they become decayed, then that would mean that uh, lightning would be gradually decaying at a much faster rate than he should be. And I re- like my reason for thinking that he just feeds off of decay sure. is because... He likes to take care of lemons. Mm, okay. He likes yeah. to just spend time around them. And it's the same with the uh, junkyard. He just spends time in the junkyard. It's not a particularly desolate junkyard. It's just a junkyard where things are there to decay. And what is one other thing that has to do with death and decay that we've seen uh, experienced just to the side of radiator springs there is what seems to be 
a sort of elephant graveyard, but it's car bodies. Mm-hmm. Where Mater sustains himself. Yeah, I was That's going... his feeding ground. If you didn't get there, I was that was going to be my my contribution is like, oh, those are definitely Mater's victims then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. I think a big connection is that there are just creatures in this world that are either dead or closer to death than other creatures, and they feed, and that's how they sustain themselves. And I think that a Rod Wraith is a uh, Wraith Rod, whichever one. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rod Wraith, and I want to be your senator. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, uh, I think he just feeds off of fear, and I think he may be a demon, but as we've said, he looks like Mater. He has a certain physicality to him that the other ghosts don't have. I think he is a physical being in the same way that Mater is. Yeah. And I think he is the person responsible for the paintings which summon the dead. And I think the whole point is he wants to have a hotel that causes fear. Yeah. And that's why he chased down lightning because lightning wasn't afraid enough yet. Yeah. Uh, and like, that's why he chased down lightning, but never caught him, even mm-hmm. though it seemed like he could pretty easily. And what power do they share? Mater and uh, Wraithrod? See, Wraithrod summoned two smaller versions of himself, but I don't think Mater's ever done that. Well, those are those are cherubs, but they're also his familiars, and that's me and Tia for Mater. Okay, is that what does that's what you were going for, though? No, that's okay. just another valid point. Great. Um, so yeah, they they do have uh, cherub familiars, uh, that are of course twins. Sure, but uh, the thing is. They both have the ability to either create vast illusions or to alter reality Mm. so as to affect things without actually affecting them. Yeah, because even if all the ghosts are real all the time, there's some funky like stuff that happens in which like lightning will go through a hallway and he'll start floating through it and stuff will float around him or he'll suddenly be in a graveyard Mm-hmm. By going through a random door, which I think the reality warping does really work for those. Mm-hmm. And if it's just illusions, it also works because we already saw that there is a weird treadmill effect of the carpets. So maybe lightning wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, could be. And I mean, we bring this up a lot, probably more than the people uh, who made Cars 2 and who... Uh, dress up Mater for his Halloween costume every year at Disneyland want us to, or think anyone would, but Mater's been a vampire. Mm -hmm. Like they want us to believe it's a costume. I know they do, but like, (laughs) I don't know, man, that seems like too much of a coincidence at this point with this incredible theory that has a lot of evidence. I, there's something to it because big thing about vampires special teeth big thing about mater special teeth big thing about just so many of these creatures special teeth it's important to note that teeth are a sign of something yeah like miss fritter was a big example we had she's got segmented teeth she Uh, also has body parts ripped from her victims just collected yeah, she seems to be uh, maybe sucking 
she feeds off of pain. Pain, yeah, I was gonna say. Or could be she feeds off of people's like entertainment. Could uh, be. But I, it's probably it's probably pain. She hurts people a lot. Mm-hmm. Because Mater doesn't intentionally seem to hurt people. <laughs> Wraithrod doesn't seem to inter- intentionally hurt, but he does seem like he's trying to, but he doesn't. And he clearly could. So what's got me is she has segmented teeth and actually goes through with the pain. And then she collects trophies. And I think she feeds off of that physical pain, which explains why not only with her uh, augmented teeth, she's just got an augmented form good for causing pain. Yeah, yeah. And what does Mater have? An augmented form good for uh, carrying around those who are dying or half dead or incapable of moving due to decay. And not to get stuck on the idea of vampires, like lots of supernatural creatures, you know, suck people's life forces, feed on fear, stuff like that. But I haven't seen the show What We Do in the Shadows, but I do know that there are multiple kinds of vampires in that, Mm -hmm. including one who I think feeds off of energy vampire. He, he, He feeds off your energy uh, by basically being the most boring person in the world. Uh, Or the most, like, non-aggressively irritating. Yes, boring and irritating. Uh, So by making you use this energy, thinking about him and reacting to him, he feeds off that. Uh, Again, I haven't seen the show. It does look kind of incredible, though. Uh, It's real good from what I've seen. I don't know how many seasons i've watched but i haven't watched all of them but like that idea at least exists of different kinds of vampires specifically which i think again fits in with mater just reverting to his true form perhaps in disneyland each halloween Mm -hmm. who can say i can i I gotta say that's almost certainly the case yeah and this uh, Wraith Rod just is always in his true form when he's chasing down his victims. <laughs> and I, I got to say, before I forget, uh, our, our guy JT did send us uh, more DMs on Twitter, one of which where he talks about what's up with the demons. I think that weird Mater-like thing is a demon, or is it Mater's true form? Which isn't exactly what we're saying, but like you got pretty close to what we were going to say. Yeah, uh, which to to I don't know whose credit we usually just go ah it's Mater right yep so not that hard but still good job JT and uh, yeah I agree could be mm-hmm. I think that I think that could be another route I like the current route a bit more but like I was thinking both what if Mater's just messing with lightning and a completely separate route there's an episode of teen titans where they all watch a scary movie Mm -hmm. and raven gets scared but she's the tough one who doesn't show her emotions so she doesn't want to admit it or show it but because raven's powers are controlled by her emotions uh and her internalizing this fear and bottling it up it causes her uh, powers to start subconsciously making her fears true. Mm-hmm. So we come in, Mater is very afraid. He goes to sleep 
And then maybe in his subconscious, he creates this hellscape around him. Is, I think, a fun way to do it, but then the ghost coming out after they're gone sort of goes against it. But maybe it's just a lasting effect. Maybe Mater just permanently made this a haunted hotel forever. Mm -hmm. It could be that it's just Mater. It could be that there's just a species that feeds off of things and its whole thing is teeth. I like that one more, to be fair. I just had that thought. And uh, one thing real important um it could be that mater is of course the progenitor of this species of wraith yeah that's probably and that's probably where we're gonna end up yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and why why would that be well (laughs) excellent question uh he feeds off of decay or so i've said if that's the case then he feeds off the lemons. What happens to said lemons? Let's say he stumbles upon a school bus that is no longer able to run and he has to pick it up and it ends up losing its job because it's no longer able to transport kids to school. Somehow. And uh, he gives it a lift and feeds off of its decay and turns it. And then maybe the reason he didn't want to go further and look for a place to stay is because he knew that some of his victims were at the next hotel. Yeah, or I mean, we always assume that Mater is the most powerful being in the universe for good reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we, to go back to the, the previous before Mater was the progenitor of them, maybe Mater's just another one of them. Like mm-hmm. we just don't interact with a, a lot of the other ones. So Maybe he did know they were there and he's like, hey, I don't like it when I am challenged. I don't like it. I I am so used to feeling all powerful that when I am around creatures of similar power levels, that really freaks me out. It makes me feel, you know, vulnerable. So it could be that as well. It could even be, hey, I sense another of my kind and I don't want to risk you. Could be. And I mean... I feel like in a lot of cases of like supernatural beings, there are lots of stories where they're like secret societies of vampires and like packs of werewolves. But there are just as many stories where like all vampires hate each other uh, Mm -hmm. and like can't stand to be around and will naturally fall into combat if they come into contact with each other, like to prove their dominance. So I mean, that could be another layer to it. Yeah. So what do we call them? Do we just call them all wraiths? Or is a wraith a fear vampire? Yeah, that's that's a good distinction to make. Because I don't think anyone's ever described Mater as a wraith. I don't think (laughs) anyone's described (laughs) Miss Fritter as a wraith. Yeah. Yeah, I I think the wraith is a subspecies of the mater species. And there's a better there may be a better word than the mater species, but like we spend so much time with mater that like we're it's going to be referential to him, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could do something with their teeth since that's how we usually identify them. Mhm. So, 
there's a book series I've read. Uh, it's not over or even close, I don't think. But there's a weird distinction where there are creatures that feed off of everyone all at once, depending on like their attributes that are their attunement or something. And it's like if you are a person who is seeking what you want or what you desire, that is like energy for the dark god. If it's uh, confidence, that's the light god. And it's just generally those creatures that feed off of people are called gods. So there is a good argument for calling Mater and his wraith friends gods or god kings. I mean, that's what we do anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's nice. See, if they're gods and he's the god king, that makes sense. Yeah. Hey, somehow we ended up back where we started. (laughs) Oh, well. But there is still yet more episode. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to get into the ghosts a little bit more. Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot about the concept of an afterlife. Uh, and I just kind of wanted to get your take your temperature on if you think the ghosts are like coming from a portal from the afterlife, like their paintings are a portal into the mortal realm. Or do you think they're trapped forever in the mortal realm? Like, traditional ghosts uh it could be that they're tied to that location and as soon as it burns down which inevitably inevitably will got struck by lightning yeah in the episode the sign did but like all right so building gets burned down ghosts are all free it could be the paintings so you kill the painting all you got there is oh now they are free because their vessels have been taken care of That sounds good to me. Now, if it's unfinished business... They are not stressed about finishing that business. They are not at all. Unless, again, maybe they're unfinished businesses. They just didn't have a good enough time. Mm -hmm. They were stressed all the time. And that could be Randy's, too, the the founder. Yeah. He took his hotel, his hotelery way too seriously... Uh, and he never cut loose, so now he specifically messes with hotel guests. Mm. Maybe the rest just never, you know, danced for all eternity. Which, if I wanted that to be my business, then it would probably be unfinished when I died. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the game, man. You just you can never stop. <laughs> never die. <laughs> oh. I've got a potentially tiny, potentially not tiny note here. Mm -hmm. Uh, As he's driving through the cemetery section of it, there is the sound effect of a wolf howling. Okay. Which, I don't know how much we want to get into. We've talked about dogs a lot. We haven't gotten into wolves, and I don't... We almost certainly have talked about werewolves. I Mm -hmm. I just know us. And this podcast, and I know we've talked about werewolves, but I don't remember what the hell we said. So, do you want to talk about werewolves? I don't remember what we said about werewolves either. <laughs> um, they're certainly there. We've seen a Jekyll and Hyde effect of, you know, Franz. But, I don't know, man. Convertibles? Sure. I love it. <laughs> but... Hey, there's a reason 
They stopped calling it a sunroof and started calling it a moonroof. And what is that reason? Because uh, uh, lycanthropy. Because <laughs> mm. the moon uh, it lets it into touch their squishy bit, which activates the curse. Okay, I've got a pretty wild one. <laughs> the, so folks with lycanthropy get a moonroof. Hmm. <laughs> And again, that lets the moonlight in on the full moon to touch their squishy bit. And then just their squishy bit becomes a werewolf. Now I'm torn between two, two possibilities here that are both kind of funny to me. One, mm-hmm. the werewolf then just leaves the car and goes and does werewolf things before hopefully returning to the car before the moon has set. So, like a hermit crab, but much worse. Much worse. Uh, Or, the second idea is, this affects almost nothing. (laughs) Just the innards of the car are a wolf man. So maybe they behave just a little differently, but like, they're physically, they look the same. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now, we did talk about Bender in Futurama and how he became a werewolf, but he was a robot werewolf car. And it was just, he became a car. Oh, well, that's fun. Uh, Futurama seems like a good show. I should watch Futurama. It's, it's something, it's something else. Um, but now sure. It could become kind of like the vampire car. I mixing metaphors there. Vampire motorcycle. But like a, it something like it just transforms and gets spikes and whatnot, and then eats people. Sure. But I really want to talk about, not even talk about, just point out that I think we now have a good reason for something that also tells us who one of the verified is a werewolf characters is. Okay. Rusty Rusties. Because his uh, roof is coming off? Because he's got a toupee to cover the fact that he's got a moonroof. Because everyone knows what a moonroof means. Sure. It's the mark It's the mark of the wolf in this world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I like that. Why not? Why not? Listen, this one's one of our stupider ones. I'm sure lots of characters that we've seen and know have moonroofs. But I can't and they're all right werewolves. Me. Yeah, they're all werewolves. Confirmed. John, do you have anything more to say about the second episode of Cars on the Road entitled Lights Out? <laughs> Before we rate it? Um, I want to have more to say about it, but everything I'm going to say is just going to be rehashing what I've already said, which is, boy howdy, there's a demon, there are ghosts, the ghosts are definitely real, and like they made sure we knew that it wasn't all a dream. Yeah. Yeah, just general thoughts on the episode is yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I guess we can go ahead and rate them, or rate it. I mm-hmm. think we did, what, just how much we liked the episode and then how rated it on lore provided to the Carsverse. Does that sound right to you? Yep. So I guess we'll start with how much I liked it. This was one of my favorite episodes, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fun. I liked all the references to The Shining, especially just the pure, like how weird it felt that the car that cars was referencing the shining so much was the best part of all of it. 
Like yeah. even they did like several, like even the carpet matched the iconic carpet from the, the shining, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of neat. Uh, so I'd give it, I don't know. I'll give it a nine. I like this one a lot, actually. Nice. Nice. I think it, it's a great way to spend that time. If you have that specific amount of time you want to spend. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it a seven. Yeah. Like I wouldn't choose to watch this if I didn't do a podcast about cars, but I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, yeah, it's kind of entertaining. Cool. I've watched it twice, and I don't regret it. Nice. And John doesn't like watching things more than once. Uh, True. In terms of lore, we already knew ghosts were a thing, but I feel like this added a lot of ghost-specific lore. It reconfirmed them. It more strongly confirmed them. Mm-hmm. And then the Wraith Rod is a whole nother thing that bumps it up several points on its own. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm thinking double nines on this one. I'll give it a nine on lore too. I think for lore, I think this one is a 10 out of 10 because before this episode, we had a short that may have been canon and had a ghost in it. Uh, Now this one is straight up canon and boy howdy, there are ghosts all up in it. Yeah, the only thing bringing it down from a 10 is that shot of Stanley from uh, Radiator Springs 500 and a half. Mm-hmm. It's like, if this had just been, you know, on its own, ghosts are real, then of course, this would be a 15 for me mm-hmm. if we hadn't seen yeah. Radiator Springs 500 and a half. But uh, just brings it down. I would I would go so far. How about nine and a half even for me? Sounds Sounds good to me. All right, and uh, I I'm just gonna insist. I don't think I'm gonna be moved from a ten because straight up confirmed ghosts, lot of them, yeah, readily available, have spooky powers, and boy howdy, this one is canon canon. <laughs> yeah, that that's very fair. Uh, I'll stick to a nine point five, but I respect the hell out of your ten. Uh, and then the only other thing I wanted to say before we got off and did the outro uh, is we did get tweeted at by friend of the show and former uh, co-host while John was on paternity leave about uh, Dino Park episode. And John, do you know what Rob's episode was about? Do you remember off the top of your head? I want to say dinosaurs. Yeah, it was an origin story for the good dinosaur. Mm -hmm. And he did tweet at us, I've never been more certain of the good dinosaur Takara's evolutionary theory. And straight up, I dropped the ball. Because <laughs> that was a thing. John wasn't in that episode, so he can't be held responsible. But I was, and I never mentioned the fact that, you know, there are dinosaur cars that they seem to maybe directly be saying, defying, you know, our evolutionary understanding evolved into just normal cars. Mm. so that's my bad but good point from rob thank you rob for for correcting that for us Beautiful. Uh, and also thank you to you guys for listening to this episode we really appreciate it and while i'm thinking other people thanks to jt two weeks in a row jt has sent in something and we've said his name two weeks in a row do you not understand the give and take here? You give us your thoughts on the episodes, and then you take us saying your name. 
yep. that's how this transactional relationship we're trying to develop works. And we would really like more of you to do it. And as is my contractual obligation. Thank you. Uh, JT. And? <clears throat> Rob. Hell yeah. <laughs> but yes, if you want to be like JT and Rob, you can tweet us your thoughts or DM us your thoughts uh, on our Twitter account, which is at the Kachat, or you can email them to us. Uh, you can email those to the at gmail.com. There's no hyphen in either of those. It's all one word. Now, John says his part of the outro. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, tell anyone and everyone you think might be the least bit interested in this kooky, quirky, strange little podcast. And until next time, remember to float like a Cadillac. And sting like a beamer! Tight.